defense sent over the investigation files as a courtesy. No, they didn't. Nobody does anything as a courtesy. They sent those files because that's where they want you to look. Listen, being a lawyer is like being a doctor. You mean how you don't get emotional about the client? No, I mean you keep pressing until it hurts. Then you know where to look. The pilot of Suits is over, but we're just getting started talking about Suits every damn day here. And if you're up for that, then Suits Yourself with me, Rob Sesternino, and my partner at the law firm. Here he is. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I am pumped. I am hyped. Let's get lit. Look at us. Look, we did it. We did it. We're yeah. doing a welcome thing. To, welcome to Cessadino and Chappelle uh, Law Firm. Uh, and we are here to uh, get suited and booted <laughs> to talk about this uh, this crazy undertaking that we're about to go on. Uh, Rob, daily suits coverage for the rest of our lives. It's here. It's no, happening. No, no. Only for uh, about uh, 130 some odd episodes of long suits. Ass time. Yes. A, a, a long time. And as Harvey Specter told you just now... Being a podcaster is a lot like being a doctor and a lawyer. You just you press until it hurts. And this is the the challenge for us of like, what if we covered the hottest show on television right now, which is Suits, and we covered it with a new podcast every single day. And that's what we're here to do, starting with today, episode number one, The Pilot of Suits, which originally aired back on the USA Network on June 23rd, 2011. Little did they know at that time that approximately 12 years later, almost to the date, that the series was going to drop on a little thing called Netflix where it was going to explode and have a whole second life. Let's tell the listeners a little bit about us, Chappelle, because I feel like that we're going to have a lot of new listeners. Uh, This project Mm -hmm. actually is a spinoff of another podcast that Chappelle and I do together, a little show called Nothing But Netflix, where each week we talk about whatever is the biggest show on Netflix. Yes, we've been talking about some of the hottest uh, television shows and movies and reality TV or whatever from Netflix. And then this week, it was so hard to ignore the fact that Suits has just been hanging out in the top 10 for Netflix for the last, what, three months at this point? And so we had to address it. It was time to suit up. And here we are. I'm very excited. I think that nothing but Netflix is great. If you haven't heard us talk about Netflix shows, go check us out. Go subscribe. But in the meantime... Stick around because we got a lot of Suits coverage coming forward. Yeah, Nothing But Netflix isn't going anywhere for fans of that podcast. But we are both podcast veterans at this point. I myself uh, am a podcasting old head that I really got going back in 2010 when I created Rob Has a Podcast in the RHAP Network, uh, which is a little podcast thing I do, uh, which is all about the world of unscripted television, talking about reality TV, competitions like Survivor, Big Brother, that sort of thing. And in 2014, I created Post Show Recaps with Josh Wiggler, and we created a whole network of podcasts around scripted TV, and that has been going in almost a, a decade in covering scripted television with uh, Josh Wiggler and everybody over at Post Show Recaps. And Chappelle and I have been podcasting together for over three years now. 
Uh, yeah, I was actually um, in a hotel trying to sell a big old briefcase of weed, and then uh, <laughs> I thought the cops were coming. I was like, "Oh no, what do I got to do?" And so I ducked into the offices of Rob into the podcaster auditions. Yeah, yeah, I did. And uh, all of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, you should stick around. Uh, you seem to be what is it? Uh, like a self-absorbed blow, uh, you know, a blowhard." I was like, "Yeah, that's me. That's me. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, tag me in." Yeah, and so. I just had to have uh, just a little a little opening, and then I Mike Ross my way into this podcast realm, and I'm not going anywhere. Well, so this is going to be a good time. Chappelle, much like Mike Ross, you have an incredible memory, uh, specifically in the category of pop culture knowledge. I know a lot about TV. I grew up listening, like watching TV when I should have been outside playing. I, there, there were times where I was outside playing and also thinking about what was on television. Uh, I remember, see, I'm an OG Suits fan. So I remember back when Suits was on USA and I was watching it weekly, you know. So this is right up my alley, uh, talking about Suits, talking about pop culture and then podcasting with you. What what more could I want, Rob? This is perfect. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So Chappelle is the Suits veteran. I am the newcomer. Mm-hmm. I, I've been watching ahead in anticipation of the podcast. I've gotten through the first season of Suits, but I am largely unspoiled after that. So we will keep this podcast spoiler free because our thought is that there are a lot of people who are coming to Suits for the first time and looking for coverage and don't want to be spoiled. So we will go ahead. And then Chappelle, when we get done with this, maybe we'll do a second daily rewatch with the spoilers. Yes, we love spoilers, uh, but we won't get into them here. <laughs> we will not get into spoilers here if we can avoid it, uh, because uh, this is Rob's first watch anyway, so he don't really know how to spoil too much, except for season one, so we'll have to keep a close eye on that. Uh, but then uh, Suits has been off the air for a very long time at this point. I don't remember a lot of the stuff that happened, some of the more nuanced conversations. So you don't have to worry about me being like, uh, you know, dropping any random yeah. plot points that are going to come up later on. We're going to be on this journey together as a family. Yeah, so we're going to have fun every single day. Talk about the latest episode of Suits that we watched. Our intention, because that we imagine that most people are watching Suits here on a binge, probably want to get back to watching Suits or maybe just taking a quick break, that this is not going to be the most in-depth podcast recap that we have ever done. Our intention is to try to keep these episodes about 20, 30 minutes in length. We want to hear from you, and we have lots of different ways for you to do that. Of course, number one is that we would love for you to be subscribed to our podcast, and you can get all of the information you need to do that at our website, suitspodcast.com. That's the best place to go and subscribe. And then you can also shoot us your feedback messages, and there is a feedback link that is on that website, or you can go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. You could also send us some email. There's a form at the bottom of the page on suitspodcast.com or email hosts at suitspodcast.com. Okay. Chappelle, should we get into episode number one of Suits? I mean, yeah, we definitely can. In the meantime, y'all, listen, you can also tweet us at SuitsPod. Um, so if you're on the Twitter, on the X, um, I don't think we're on threads yet, but if we need to go to threads, let us know. Uh, but yeah, make your feedback known. We will talk to you. We're going to work through this together. Uh, but yeah, If you want to get a hold time. of Chappelle for new listeners, Twitter is the best place to reach him. 
Right, yeah. Tweet, tweet at SuitsPod and uh, you will get a response from one of our associates uh, at you know, and Chappelle Law Firm. Yeah. And we want to hear from you because we want to find some things to keep track of as we go along. We want this to be very interactive. We're not going to get like 30 episodes in the can without hearing from the listeners. I really believe, and I, I've done a couple of rewatch podcasts before. I've done it with Seinfeld. I've done it with uh, Game of Thrones and Basically, I've done it with Survivor as well. I think that the back and forth with the audience is the most fun part of the journey. So this is going to be a very interactive podcast. I believe that's like the lifeblood of any successful podcasting effort is the community that you make along the way. So I definitely want to hear from our audience as we go through all of this on Suits. And so if you have ideas of things that we should be tracking, drinking game type things to be tallying, we would love to hear it. Callbacks and all sorts of things like that, Chappelle. Oh, yeah. Um, not to throw that out there, but, you know, if you want to do a drinking game, I think that people should be counting the amount of times these people say damn, mm -hmm. goddamn, yeah. damn it. I think there should be a damn counter. So if you're listening to this and you want to be a Suits associate here on Suits Yourself, somebody get a counter going. I, I told Rob I would take shots before the podcast. No, it's too based many, on the Chappelle. Because he, Rob has put his foot down. <laughs> it's, it's too many because uh, over there is a uh, great wiki, and I rely on the Survivor wiki a ton uh, for all these, a lot of the Survivor podcasting, but uh, suits.fandom.com, uh, the, the Suits wiki, they tracked, just in the first episode, seven goddamns, Chappelle. I just needed a bigger bottle. <laughs> I, I don't see the issue. I, look, let me let's start over. I'm gonna go take seven shots. We'll start this from the beginning and see if yeah. I can get through this without my uh, words slurring. Okay. Well, Chappelle, just in case people are listening to this podcast in one of our other feeds, have no idea really what suits is. They probably know it's about lawyers. Can you just give us like a a quick synopsis of what the show suits is about and uh, what we learn about these characters in the first episode? Yeah, so Suits is a popular legal drama television show that originally aired in, what, 2011? Yeah. Um, created by Aaron Korsh. And it just gives you this high-stakes law firm feel in New York City. Um, it follows the lives of these very successful, big-time lawyers as they navigate, you know, all the legal mumbo-jumbo in New York. But here's the thing. These characters are amazing. We have our main character, Harvey Specter, played by uh, Gabriel Mock. And uh, then we have uh, his kind of sidekick, Mike Ross, who is uh, played by Patrick J. Adams. So the story here is that Mike Ross is uh, not a lawyer at all, but he finds himself in a situation where he needs to lie and pretend to be a lawyer to avoid the cops um, because he is about to get into some legal issues of his own. But Mike Ross has a a very specific skill set in that he can, uh, I think he's, he got a photographic memory. Yeah. So he can, he can see something, read something and recall it forever. And that is very beneficial for somebody who is uh, pretending to be a lawyer. And so Harvey sees something in Mike that, Hey, maybe I can use this guy. Maybe he can be on our team. Uh, and then they have to navigate the legal world together. I mean, there's obviously some pitfalls and some obstacles ahead, sure. but that's the gist of suits starting off. It's a bromance. It is. It really is. It's very much us. I, you know, I, I think in the uh, in the graphic that we have for our um, our suits yourself podcast, I think I'm wearing the suit, and then you're and I kind of in the in the casual. But I think I'm very much the Mike Ross in this situation. You know, I, I think you could look at it either way because you're also the person that knows the show super well. I, I am. That's in true. some ways, I'm in some ways I'm the Mike where I'm the newcomer. You're yeah, you're showing yeah, me you the are. ropes of suits. 
That's true. That's true. But you are a seasoned veteran. So I think either way, I think either way it works. Uh, but yes, these are our two main characters. Obviously, with someone pretending to be a lawyer, there's a lot of uh, legal issues that they're going to get into as well. And so that's going to be fun to explore. There's an amazing cast of people around around these two characters mm-hmm. that make the show very fun. But the show is a legal drama, but I'd probably call it a dramedy. It's very light in different times. It keeps the tone to a point where it doesn't feel like you're just watching something that's so heavy, that's draining you that you're like oh my god i gotta watch suits i'm gonna be stressed out yeah it gets a little stressful but they keep it fun yeah they keep it fun and really i mean these lawyers i think are changing the perception i feel like that maybe not so much now but i feel like that certainly like when i was growing up i feel like that lawyers had a very bad reputation uh but harvey and mike are basically superheroes chappelle oh yeah they can do it all they really you go into every episode of suits they give you a problem. They say, okay, here's the legal issue. What do we do? Harvey normally says, Mike, handle it. Then Harvey has to step in with his special skills as well. Between the two of them, they normally come out with some solution that saves the day that nobody could have saw coming. And every time I'm like, my mind is blown. Now there are some episodes where it doesn't work out altogether and that we have to carry on and the storyline's a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But each time it's amazing to see these two characters rise to the occasion and just pull the most ridiculous legal maneuvers out of their hat. Now, if you're a lawyer and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, yeah, but some of this stuff is just kind of made up. But that's what makes it so fun. It's like watching Grey's Anatomy. We know the science doesn't <laughs> check out. Chappelle, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that at the end of 134 Suits episodes, I'm kind of going to feel like I went to law school. Yeah, look, this could just be our law school. I'd, I'd be fine applying for certain jobs. I probably wouldn't get it, but mm-hmm. I'd apply, you know, based off of my suits. Now, you can't tell me that I'm not a cardiothoracic surgeon every time I watch Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen enough. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the uh, things that are going on specifically in this episode, because uh, that we have like basically this is the whole like uh, premise pilot where we're going to find out uh, exactly how Mike ends up working at the law firm. And uh, we we see we meet Mike uh, pretty early on. He is somebody who takes uh, the uh, is he taking the bar exam or the LSATs? Uh, do we know? He's taking the LSATs. So we find out very quickly that Mike, since he has this skill set that I just described, he can take these big exams for people and make money. And so he's selling LSAT scores uh, to, uh, you know, his fellow classmates or, you know, people who are in school. I I wish he could take my fantasy football draft in a couple of weeks. Do you think that would help? Do you think there's enough data that he can yes, absorb to, yes. to be very good at this because uh later in season one that uh that he reveals himself to be a fantasy football fan so he does absorb uh the data very very well yeah but then you know fantasy is kind but of memory I, like, I don't know how useful that is like i could just have yeah. the sheet. right exactly like what what does he know that we can't go <laughs> so i yeah. you know I, I don't know i think there are better uses for somebody with what would be the photographic memory of mike's talents is is going into the law the best place for mike with his like super ab- human ability a thousand percent either that or going on jeopardy you know <laughs> yeah like, why doesn't he go on jeopardy it's got to be something that you just have to memorize stuff and be able to regurgitate it uh, when it's useful. And I think, you know, whoever came up with the premise of this, uh, Aaron, come on, this is a great idea because it's something that he doesn't have to have any, you know, technical skills to do this. Mm-hmm. It just And we'll see that he does lack a lot of the technical skills that it takes to be a lawyer. But when it comes to knowing the law inside and out, this is a perfect skill set, I, I think. I think, uh, and then, and then, 
he's a very charismatic guy. He, he can talk his way into a lot of situations and talk his way out of them as well. So that in conjunction with the photographic memory, I don't know where he could better be suited. Yeah. And so Mike, ultimately, uh, he has a roommate named Trevor, who's kind of a bad influence. Apparently, Trevor also is the same guy that got him kicked out of college. Mm-hmm. He's been doing he's been doing Trevor's dirty work since he was in third grade. I think he said in third grade he he uh, did a math test for Trevor and got caught cheating or something like that. Trevor, he sucks. But let me tell yes. you, that's a smart guy because if you know, you found the kid with the photographic memory and made him your best friend for life, mm-hmm. <laughs> baby, you got it made. All you got to do is convince him to do all your stuff. You know, convince him to go to Jeopardy, and now you don't have to pay bills. I'm just saying, Trevor. He might be a, a horrible person or a bad influence in this first episode, but I respect the move. I got to say, Trevor is the worst. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks so bad. He sucks. Yeah, but it's because he, know, look, he has a friend with a superpower. Yeah. Who are we to, to judge him for exploiting his friend with a superpower? And, and I'm not judging Trevor, you know, for being like a bad guy or unsavory or whatever, because I, I love Lewis so much uh, that Lewis is so much fun. And I love every scene with Lewis. Just that Trevor brings like none of the charm to a, any of the times that he's on the show. He's just like, a, I don't even know why Mike, like, does not even come back after Mike has gotten set up on this drug bust and ends up uh, like almost like going to jail. Like Mike handles this like very calmly. Yeah. So basically Mike does talk his way out of the drug bust that Trevor sent him on. Cause Trevor is a professional uh, weed dealer who is posing as a, uh, a coder, <laughs> a mm-hmm. computer programmer. And so uh, Harvey after, you know, taking Mike under his wing tells him one of the first things you got to do is stop smoking weed and you got to get rid of Trevor. Mm-hmm. And so when Trevor shows up like, Mike, what's up, man? I'm sorry. I can't believe that happened. Mike's like, absolutely not. You need to go kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Now he says this. He says it. But that's but his best very friend. Very calmly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but this is his best friend. Trevor will be back. Right. And I know we're jumping around a little bit, but so that, that Trevor ends up uh, that he can't make it to one of his like weed drop offs. Now, the biggest change is that you know, 12 years later, like, uh, does Trevor even have to do all this? Like, I'm pretty sure you could, you know, people can get their weed in New York city. They don't need Trevor. Yeah. They don't need Trevor. Trevor is a white man with a college degree. He can sell weed in pretty much (laughs) anywhere and get away with it. Um, He needs a storefront now at this point. Yeah. Yes, Trevor needs an online store as well. This is this this is obviously dated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's another part of the appeal for Suits for me is that it, it happened in a specific place in time. We talked about this on Nothing But Netflix, but these people are meeting people in person mm-hmm. a lot. There's not a lot of FaceTiming and Zooming going on. This is a pre, uh, you know, COVID uh, shutdown world where people actually had to go, you know, meet their lawyers face to face. And lawyers would run up on you on the street and say, I just been, I need to ask you a question. Or you're getting served right in front of the, you know, mm-hmm. in, in front of the courthouse. Things like that are still happening in this show. And I appreciate it. So, just, uh, again, this happened, happened in a time and a place. Yeah. 
And so ultimately that Mike is has to go and drop off this briefcase full of marijuana that he needs it. He needs twenty five thousand dollars because he needs to keep his grandmother from going into some sort of government facility. And so he ends up doing this job just this one time uh, to get the twenty five K. And certainly it turns out to be a bad move because this is the one time it is also going to be a bust by the police. Mike is able to ID that the people that he's going into the room with are not the people they're supposed to be. And he ends up running into this kind of open audition for associates uh, at Pearson because Harvey needs to take a Padawan learner. He needs an associate. He has to get an associate because in order to be a senior uh, partner at the law firm, he has to have one. And the Pearson Hardman motto or their 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 policy is that you have to have one and they have to graduate from Harvard Law. And so there's a very specific audition going on. Now, Mike, he just wanders into this room to save his ass from the cops. But this was the perfect room mm-hmm. because he meets Donna, who is Harvey's, uh, you know, if 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 Harvey is a uh, Batman, Donna's the original Robin. You know, uh, oh. uh, Mike, Mike is coming. I think it's Alfred. Mike, yeah, I'm, no, I think she's even better. I think like yeah, I think she is the perfect sidekick to Harvey, and you see it. She's on it. Everything that has to do with Harvey, she's right there. She doesn't leave him hanging at all. In this first episode, um, Harvey tells her, "Donna, I don't want to do this, and I'm not looking for any stuck up Harvard types. I need somebody who's more like me." And she's like, "Oh, someone arrogant, you know?" And she's like, "Yeah, actually, yeah, somebody who's arrogant, kind of full of crap. Bring that person in and g- give me some entertainment." And in walks Mike Ross, who tells her, "I'm hiding from the police." Donna thinks, okay, this is entertaining. Send him on in. Mm -hmm. And so that's how Mike meets Harvey. Yeah. And they hit it off. Uh, Mike does uh, fumble the bag a little bit, but only in the literal sense uh, where he ends up uh, revealing to Harvey, drops the briefcase, and then Harvey sees what's inside. And then Mike gives Harvey the whole spiel, but Harvey is not turned off by this. No, Harvey actually sees the utility in Mike very quickly because Mike is able to demonstrate his superpower mm-hmm. of being, uh, you know, having the photographic memory because Harvey has a, a law book right there. You know, he was about to do interviews. So this is the perfect person to interview. And Mike knows the book inside and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's like, OK, well, we could use somebody like you. And he brings him on board and tells him that he's going to be hired. And like, who's going to who's going to know? Nobody's going to know. How would they Nobody know? Nobody can know. Yeah. How would they how would they know? But Harvey is in a tight spot because he, being the hotshot lawyer that he is, he cuts corners sometimes because he knows how to get the job done. Uh, which leads him to end up having to basically walk a straight and narrow mm-hmm. line because his boss, Jessica Pearson, she knows this about him. And she tells him, if you step out of line one more time, that's it. I'm gonna have you disbarred. Now, this is Horrible timing because, as you know, he just met, you know, his side, his future sidekick, Mike Ross. And Mike Ross is the opposite of the straight and narrow. This man is no, he is not a lawyer. He did not graduate from Harvard. And if anybody finds out, it's the end of Harvey's career. So they have a tightrope to walk at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and earlier in the episode, Harvey had basically like bluffed a client into agreeing to terms that he did not want to agree to, basically said that he had already signed the agreement and they had already sent over the payment. There's a lot of bluffing in the world of Suits, Chappelle, that everybody I feel like is always like um, making claims to or making threats uh, that they may or may not actually go through with. Yes, so that's Harvey's superpower. If if anybody has a superpower, Harvey is the guy who he doesn't have the gun. He just has his hand in in his pocket, and you think it's the gun. Mm-hmm. And and it's enough. He talks a good game to where it's enough to make anybody back down. And so we see this very early in the episode. He convinces a man that he'd already been paid for his services, so the man put back down. Uh, and then later on, it's exposed that that's not what happened. Jessica Pearson, who is Harvey's boss, she saw it happen. She doesn't care because it's uh you know. It works. You know, if it's effective, she don't really care. But then when he gets caught, she's like, Harvey, what are you doing? You can't get caught mm-hmm. like that. And if you keep messing up, I got to get rid of you. No but more Rob, screw ups. No more screw ups. Rob, we, we cannot talk about Harvey getting caught without talking about why he got caught. Please. Um, well, I mean, you've outlined that your favorite character. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that... <laughs> There is another character uh, at Pierce and Hardman who is the real rival of Harvey, uh, sometimes ally, but often rival. And that's uh, Lewis, uh, Lewis Lit. And he's just, to me, he is the most fun character in this universe because that Harvey is just, he's so perfect. Uh, Everything comes so easy and naturally to Harvey. And Lewis is the opposite of that. And maybe I find that very relatable about Lewis, that nothing comes easy to Lewis. Mm -hmm. Lewis definitely tries really, really hard Mm -hmm. at his job. And he, I, I feel like Lewis thinks if I do things by the book and then even be like more enthusiastic about the way I do these things, things will work out. You know, I, I, I'm doing the work. I'm putting in the effort. I went to the law school. I should be next up. I should be a senior partner. This should, this is my role. But Harvey just seems to roll out of bed, put on a suit, make him that makes him look like a pimp, show up to mm-hmm. work late. And then he's getting all of these things basically handed to him. Lewis is constantly just biting at uh, Harvey's ankles, you know, just trying to mm-hmm. keep up. And Sometimes Lewis does some underhanded things that for the viewer, if you're a Harvey fan, you're like, Lewis, what are you doing? I hate you. Yeah. But for objectively speaking, a lot of times Lewis is correct. Yeah. He'll cut corners too, Lewis. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah. As as he'll do in this episode. So ultimately, Harvey in this episode ends up having to do a pro bono case that Jessica gives him. She says, don't just hand it off to somebody. He says, I won't immediately hand it off to Mike. And we get to see Mike ending up having to go to work uh, for the first time. Now that Mike is in the mix at Pearson Hardman, uh, he gets to meet Rachel. And we should stop down and talk Rachel for one second, who many people who don't know anything about suits might know it's about lawyers. I bet they do know about one person who's here in the show. And that is Rachel, played by Meghan Markle. Yes, Yes, the Duchess or the former Duchess Mm -hmm. uh, of Sussex. I love, first of all, I love Rachel in this show. I love Meghan Markle. This This is is a Meghan Markle stand podcast, okay? 
If you came here to hear us down talk Meghan no. Markle, it's just not going to happen. No. Um, Rachel is an amazing character. This is how I met Meghan Markle. Uh, again, I'm a day one uh, Suits watcher. So I watched her the, here and then I found out later on that she, oh, she was on Deal or No Deal. I think you and I have talked about her. She was on uh, the CSI mm -hmm. New York. She did the CSI New yeah. York, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so we've seen her in other areas, but then she, of course, rises to fame uh, and prominence as uh, a member of the royal family, uh, now once re removed, I guess that's what you call it. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yes, here, she's Rachel, Look, she's a paralegal. She, she's she's her always going to be a part of my royal family, and that's the cast of Suits, okay? Right, exactly. Someone would call her mother. This is, um, this is for life, okay? You can't walk away from this, Rachel. Not at all. Not at all. We ain't going nowhere either. And so, uh, yes, she's a paralegal. Mm -hmm. Rachel's a paralegal and she's very good at her job. She's the best paralegal. She's so good that while all the rest of the paralegals are in cubicles, she has a basically a corner office. It's yeah. incredible. Um, and she is not moved by the, the charm of Mike Ross, who instantly is smitten with her yeah um I, she doesn't hear him but very quickly he's like i love you you know mm -hmm. just kind of just as as uh infatuated with her as he is um but like i said she has no time for it because rachel like lewis works really really hard and so she can see the bs written all over mike ross face and although she tries as she might in this episode you can see that he's already working his magic on rachel's name yeah and the flirt mance is on here from Episode one, uh, a lot of will they, won't they vibes here between uh, Mike and Rachel. So this pro bono case that Mike has to work on. Now, Mike uh, is always on his bike. He's uh, biking around and, mm. you know, is well, he's very safe. Where's his helmet, Chappelle? You know, I, I, this is not a familiar territory for me. Like, I, I owned a bike. I know you're a new bike owner yeah. as well. Um, but my bike is big. Like I'm in Texas. I have a mountain bike. Mm -hmm. um, this this bike, he just throws over his shoulder and stuff like I, that's not my world. Um, but yeah, Mike needs to start making some real money soon as a lawyer because he looks very poor, and that's not <laughs> that's not the hallmark of a a Pearson Hardman lawyer. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's so many great moments in the first episode between Mike and Harvey. But I liked when they're walking on the street and Mike like is going to check out his bicycle and Harvey's like, what are you doing? What? what stop, don't touch that. That's the he's like, he's like, no, it's my bike. What? Yeah. I think a part of him really thought Mike was about to try to steal the bike. Mm -hmm. and Maybe. So, so the, yeah. So then Mike says, no, I just need to check the lock. And Harvey's like, please just get away from the bike. You're embarrassing me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Trust me. Nobody wants your bike, sir. This is a law firm. Um, and Mike still checks the bike because he's still yeah. poor. And this pro bono case, I think, is a good showcase into, you know, Mike has a big heart. You see this uh, a lot through the first season. He's working on these cases. And Mike, I mean, for a guy who scammed his way into the law firm, like he does always want to do what's right. Yeah, which is why law is also a very good occupation for this man. You know, if he's doing what's correct, uh, then, you know, the law helps um, and knowing the law helps as well. Uh, so, yeah, he ends up with this pro bono case because Harvey passes it off. Now, Jessica gave Harvey the case because she needs Harvey to care about his clients. Mike's thing is that he does care. He cares a whole lot. Harvey's thing is that he's just here to collect the check. He's here to do law, to be flashy, to get the money, to get the girls, uh, and to move on. And so now we have Mike, where Mike's learning some things from Harvey, and Harvey's learning, you know, empathy from Mike. 
It's a whole big old circle. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Tell us all this time. Mm -hmm. So they're working on this case, and certainly Mike is running into some frustration of trying to prove this woman's claim that uh, she was working for this company. And basically, her boss said, "Hey, uh, you need to sleep with me, and if you don't, then you're going to be fired." And so that this is like a wrongful termination case, and so. Uh, Mike is getting a little bit stonewalled and uh, he has to go to Harvey. Like, I don't I don't know what to do next. And Harvey gives this advice, which comes up uh, all throughout the episode. The idea of being a lawyer is like being a doctor, Chappelle. You have to press until it hurts uh, when you find the spot where, you know, that you go back and forth with these people. And when you find where they're trying to stonewall you, now you found where you need to put all of your energy. Yeah, and not to get too deep into the case, but what we have here is just like you were talking about some some uh, some smoke and mirrors when it comes to some decoy stuff, right? So we get Mike having to look through a bunch of case files. One of the files is missing, so that's the one. That's the smoking gun. We need to go find that person who was missing. We get. T- taking on a, a chase to go find this woman. This woman's like, oh, no, I, I won't help you, but I will help you. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. She goes on the stand, and she, ba- she basically tanks their whole case. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what happened? I thought we had it. I thought this person, you know, was so helpful. And then Harvey, with his years and years of expertise and dealing with Mike, he realizes, oh, no, <laughs> this is all fake. It was a ruse. Our star, our, our star witness was a plant from the beginning. And now if we can get that to come out, then we can, you know, get this case solved and uh, and help this person who has, uh, you know, who rightfully needs to be compensated for her, her uh, pain and suffering. So, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, you know bait and switch and all this other stuff, smoke and mirrors, but they eventually get there. Yeah. I feel like that a lot of what goes on in this show is a lot of like trying to uncover different scams that are going on. I I know you recently have watched the show, but I do feel like that there is a a lot of like shared DNA with better call Saul. Did did you get that at all from the show? Yeah. But I think in Better Call Saul, they are the scam. You know, yeah. we're we're in on the scam. We know all the tricks and stuff that are putting in place so the cops don't get to them. Um, here, it's like we're on the opposite end. It's like they are they are trying to scam their way through the scams. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot to that. And also, the shows are both kind of they they have a comedic element. This is way funnier than Better Call Saul, sure. just because Better Call Saul is so heavy. But um, I definitely see it. Now that you pointed it out, I wonder how much overlap there is between the two of them. Yeah. And so ultimately, uh, Harvey ends up uncovering this because it turns out that Lewis had a whole different scam that he was running on Mike where he calls Mike in and basically fires another associate right in front of Mike because he screwed up on the case, which really gets in Mike's head that, oh, if I screw up, Lewis is going to fire me. And then we find out that the person that Lewis fired actually was just somebody that worked in the mailroom. Right. He did it as an intimidation tactic. He he does this to put his associates through the ringer. We should do this to our associates. If you're listening to this and you want to be our associate, we're going to fire somebody. I think Rob's going to fire me again. He's fired me before, y'all. Y'all don't know Mm -hmm. this, but he's fired me before. But he's going to fire me again so y'all know that when we want the goddamn counter, we need it to count all the goddamns, you know, or all, all the things that our associates have to do. Basically, 
that's what Lewis does. He fires everybody in front of, well, he fires the guy in front of Mike. This scares Mike. Mike goes back to Harvey. Harvey confronts Lewis and realizes the guy just works in the mailroom. This was all a tactic. And Harvey says, boom, what if this other, uh, this other law firm, this, uh, the, you know, the person we're against, what if they're doing that too? And so they use that. But Rob, this is the moment where we start to see that Harvey is actually starting to care about Mike as a person because Mike just showed up in Harvey's doorstep, basically. Now we have Harvey who is, I don't care. I'm just here to make the money. I'm just here to get the, you know, to get the check yeah. to, to win the case. He now is confronting Lewis on behalf of Mike. He's softening his heart. So I think that this is pretty interesting here because that all throughout the first episode, we're getting all of these like lines of dialogue that Harvey's a guy, he doesn't care about anything. And Harvey's kind of a jerk uh, at times in the first episode. I feel like a lot less so in the rest of the first season. Did you notice that here? Does Harvey seem like a little extra mean in the first episode? I think that Harvey is mean. I do think that in the first episode, they really have to play up the Harvey archetype. This He's a no-nonsense... Well, he's, just like, he's good for nonsense, but he's also, mm-hmm. he's like, he doesn't he doesn't take any crap. Uh, he is very much uh, good at his job, and he's going to let you know he's flashy. Uh, he, um, he says what he says. He's so charismatic that he can say anything and get away with it, and there's nothing you can do to stop him because, you know, it's Harvey. And we see that he doesn't have a lot of soft spots. We know he has a soft spot for his boss, Jessica Pearson, who gave him a chance when nobody else did. We know he has a soft spot for Donna because she's got his back at all mm-hmm. times. But that's about it. You know, we really don't see Harvey loosen up. And so I think that's part of the thing, the through line of Suits is watching people just chip away a little bit at all, all of Harvey's armor uh, and this harder exterior that he has. Because as likable as he is, he's not letting a lot of people into his life. Yeah. And Mike is thinking about walking away from all of it. You know, Lewis is in his head. He's having trouble with the case. And he's going to uh, the briefcase, uh, both the legal case and the briefcase. And so he ultimately is going to walk out. But here comes Harvey and he chases him back and ultimately uh, gets him to stay. Mike is dazzling in court in his first uh, attempt to work on this uh, pro bono case and impresses Harvey. And they end up uh, feeling pretty good. And a beautiful friendship is cemented. Yeah. And the rest is history. I mean, it starts off here. This is the first of many uh, that we will see throughout our uh, journey here on Suit Yourself, uh, where Mike and Harvey tag team this thing. Um, Now, of course, there will be the road bumps because Mike doesn't know anything about being a lawyer. He just knows the law. He also doesn't know anything about Harvard even though he Mm -hmm. says he he went there. Uh, So there's obviously going to be some adversity. Harvey has a lot of enemies because of the way Harvey operates. Uh, He also comes from a very powerful law firm that also has a lot of enemies. Louis Litt is lurking around the corner at all times because he's trying to figure out how Harvey keeps getting away with being Harvey. Uh, So there are going to be some obstacles in the way, but this is the start and there's like the seeds of what's to come. Seeds, baby. So, all right. Seeds, baby. That's basically the premise of the first episode here of Suits. Some things that we want to track along the way. We said we wanted to talk about all of the pop culture references uh, and there are a lot uh, that come up in all throughout Suits. We get some mention here of the Godfather uh, that Mike says that he tells Harvey that he feels like Michael Corleone in The Godfather when the fat guy taught him how to use the gun. Do you believe that Mike actually was testing Harvey? Oh, testing him. Oh, 
because he says the I, wrong I, name first. Yeah, but Mike so has you the think he was just memory, to... so far be it for me to say that Mike can't, doesn't remember the Godfather. Right. So it's like, yeah, maybe he was just trying to see if Harvey was his people, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's a couple times and I think we're like that, too. We're TV people. Have you ever so done that? Make a, made like a TV reference and hope that somebody picked no, it up. No, like gotten something wrong on purpose just to see if somebody was like a real. No. You don't do that. No, no, no. I'm more like I I talk to you as if I know that you and I were watching the same same television show at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't get it, I'm kind of like, oh. Yeah, damn. Um, but no, I think he was trying to see if this was his people. We know that uh, Mike is tapped in. And, and Harvey very much so is as well. That's the thing. They're two peas in a pod in that way. All right. Now, I know you're a Batman guy. So, Chappelle, at the guy. end of the episode, we get some Batman references uh, where uh, Harvey says to Mike uh, not to move his stuff into Wayne Manor uh, just yet. Uh, and then... Mm-hmm. Um, they start talking about uh, which Batman uh, he is, uh, Val Kilmer or George Clooney, and ultimately agreeing on Michael Keaton. Who's your Batman? Michael Keaton is my Batman. Michael Keaton is the Batman. Michael Keaton is not Robert that Pattinson. Pattinson is, is cool. Mm-hmm. Don't get me don't get me wrong. He's like top four, but he is not my Batman. See, you know, this was very much a Batman reference to you know um, Mike Ross being Robin and moving in, but make no mistake. Calling Harvey Val Kilmer is disrespectful because that is the worst mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it gets any worse than that. And also, make no mistake, Harvey does not want Mike to live with him. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So, like, depending on the day, you probably could get Bruce Wayne to admit that he didn't want Robin to live with him either. Okay, so I would love to track things over the course of the series. I, I would love to track uh, court cases won and lost. I, I don't know, like, would is this a a win for Harvey here? Like, who who would you give the win to? This is a win for Mike. Because Harvey passed the case off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that if anybody, well, no, because Har- uh, Mike is also a what an associate. Mm-hmm. He's not technically in charge of this. So this is a win for uh, Harvey with Mike as his proxy. And I think a lot of these wins will be in the early yeah. days. Maybe we should just count like the Pearson Hardman wins. Yeah. Well, this is a good one. Okay. So they're 1-0 so far, uh, all yeah. three suits. I thought it might be fun also to have like some kind of like hookup counter of like uh you know who's who's uh smooching who who's smooching who i thought we could just count harvey's because it should be a lot um but we can try we can try okay. it. i know we we get harvey hooking up with a waitress in this yes um, the waitress lisa who you know uh, we end up she says like i'll never just so you know i'll never go out with you and then we see her in his bed and she basically she's offering to like make him breakfast and then she that she can he can eat it off her stomach yeah, she was offering to be the plate. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And, and potentially the breakfast, mm-hmm. it seems. Yeah. Yeah, so chalk is, that is up. Is that a euphemism? I think it could be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a I double mean, entendre. If this woman is going to, you know, like, scramble some eggs and then put them on her, I I, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> what's not to know? <laughs> know. <laughs> Sound like a party. This was she knows what's up. Uh, Harvey was late for work, and she said, "You gonna be is later." Is it cereal? Said, okay. well, like, what is the? Is it like a continental breakfast? What? What is the breakfast? I hope having? not. As yeah. I come downstairs, she got a bagels. And no, like, let's stop. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. This woman is in there cooking. At, at the very least, a uh, is Colorado it a pancake and syrup. Uh, yeah, yeah, something, some pie. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a quiche. You know, uh, look. 
Harvey a big old hoe. We're going to find out throughout this series. Okay, that's uh, one for Harvey. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The count. All right. He's the hoe. Yeah. And but yeah. I would love to come up with more things like this to be tracking as we go through all of Suits. Yeah. How, we track how many uh, how many bluffs, you know, where they're like where Harvey holds up a sheet of paper and it's not the sheet of paper that you think it is. <laughs> yeah. OK. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So we were we are looking for some associates here uh, at uh, Sister Nino Chappelle. And so if you are interested in helping us with uh, coordinating and tabulating some of that, of course, uh, a couple different ways to get in contact with us, of course, uh, the Twitter uh, at Suits Pod. Then at Suits Pod. we've also uh, got our feedback form of suitspodcast.com slash feedback where you can, if you want to get ahead, leave us a, you can as a drop down on our feedback form where you can select which episode you want to leave feedback for. And then we'll have that open during the show because I would like to get feedback in every episode here as we go through, or you can email the show hosts at suitspodcast.com. I don't want these, uh, recaps to be super long Chappelle is there anything else that we want to make sure that we talk about from the premiere nope I'm happy that this is happening we're uh suited and booted we're getting ready to move forward with this journey we have our associates uh we're taking applications for our associates I guess I should say uh this is a great time Remember, if you've been tracking things, if there's things that you like to talk about in suits, there's stuff that we're going to miss because we're moving through this very quickly. Let us know and we can stop down. Also, if you are a if you are from the cast of suits, a creator of suits, mm-hmm. showrunner or whatever, and you want to get on here and tell your suit story, we're taking all comers. We would Just love come it. on in. We would love it. We'd love okay? it. Yeah. Anybody involved with the show, we'd love to uh, talk about it here with you. And we want to start to build. We need, first of all, we need a name for this uh, suits community. Yeah, yeah, we need we need our people. Okay, the the the, the suitors. <laughs> yeah, and I want to start up a Facebook group. We've uh, done this with some podcasts before, and I think that could be mm-hmm. uh, very fun. And so I said to Chappelle yesterday, our stretch goal is. 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and then we open up the Facebook group uh, where people can put uh, Suits memes and all sorts of fun Suits stuff where we can talk about uh, the podcast and uh, everything that's going on here with Suits. And so you can leave us your feedback. Go to suitspodcast.com for the links to uh, leave us your feedback and star ratings here at the start of this brand new Venture, Of course, uh, Chappelle and I did a whole podcast yesterday on Nothing But Netflix where we talked about the phenomenon, which is Suits, why everybody is watching it right now and had some fun conversations uh, with some speculation about why Suits has broken out like this. So you could check that out in our Nothing But Netflix podcast feed at robisawebsite.com slash Netflix feed. Chappelle, what else have you got coming up? I got a lot going on, but people can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all that. That's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show. And I'll tweet out the links to what I got going okay, on. And what I'm about you, Rob? At Rob Sisternino, uh, talking about a lot of reality TV and some scripted stuff too. So you can find me on Twitter at Rob Sesternino. Thank you so much for joining us here on the first step of uh, this, what I think will be a very fun ride. I think Chappelle, Sam Moore behind the scenes uh, said 134 days in a row takes us through every day for the rest of 2023. 
We love that. So that means by January 1, we should be done. Happy New Year. We'll see. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to come back for another podcast tomorrow, suits yourself. <laughs>